1: Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel. An analysis recently published in the journal Obesity found that one in five American adults takes a prescription medicine that has the potential to cause weight gain as a side effect. Technically, these are referred to as obesogenic medications. And these include medications prescribed for seizure disorders, inflammatory conditions, antidepressants and antipsychotics, and they also include drugs that are commonly used to manage high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes. And of course, these are conditions where overweight and obesity can be a complicating factor. Here to talk with me about the implications of all of this is Ted Kyle. Ted is a pharmacist who has dedicated his career to addressing and educating about health issues created by obesity. He's very involved in advocacy. He serves on the board of directors for the Obesity Action Coalition. And previously, he was director of policy and innovation for GlaxoSmithKline. Welcome, Ted, and thanks so much for joining me on the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm so glad to have a connection to someone who can help us better understand this issue.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Monica. I'm delighted to be here.
1: So the first question that popped into my head when I was reading this study is, when a medication has this side effect that it can cause weight gain, what is the mechanism for that? Is it through an increase in your appetite caused by the medication, or maybe does the medication suppress your metabolism, or are there other mechanisms? I imagine it's probably different for different drugs, but what's going on here?
2: It's entirely possible that it can that uh, prescription drugs can increase your appetite. They can, uh, alter the functioning of your body's metabolism. They can cause you to feel sluggish and, mm. uh, you know, just not, uh, not really move so much. All of which alters the balance of energy in your body and how your body stores fat. It's just different drugs, as you said, act in different ways. And on top of that, you have people who are all very different. Uh, everybody responds to diet, exercise, drugs, everything in different ways. And uh, these drugs that uh, cause weight gain are no different.
1: Okay. So there's a variety of factors here. And that's when I hadn't thought of that if the medication makes you feel lethargic, you may just be moving around less. And that could be a mechanism.
2: That's absolutely right. What people don't appreciate, you know, we like to think that that we are in charge of our health, and there are good reasons for wanting to think that way and think, you know, I can live a healthy lifestyle and be the master of my destiny, but biology is pretty powerful. You don't want to mess with Mother Nature, and you are born with a body that works in certain ways. And your physiology has a whole lot to do with how your body stores fat, processes food. And that's why obesity can become a problem, not because people elect to gain weight.
1: When weight gain is a known side effect to a given medication, in your experience, does it tend to affect a majority or a minority of users of that medication? How common is it?
2: You know, uh, it, it really is all over the place. There are some classes of drugs, for example, antipsychotic medications, where there are some of those drugs that, that really affect a whole lot of people, maybe a majority of people. That's not to say every single person, mm-hmm. but a whole lot. And there are other classes of drugs where the reaction is a little bit more idiosyncratic. It's going to be right down to the individual. It varies with the drug and it varies with the person.
1: To your point that it's going to be somewhat idiosyncratic and depend on the the person, are there other factors that might predispose someone to medication-induced weight gain?
2: You know, as a pharmacist, you never know precisely why an individual is reacting uh, in a particular way to a drug. You just, uh, it it becomes very plain if they are. I can't tell you how many people have told me, you know, when my doctor put me on this, I gained, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, Mm -hmm. and I've never been able to shake it ever since. It's like that drug flipped a switch Mm -hmm. and uh, I couldn't figure out how to unflip it.
1: I don't know if you can answer this question, but are the people who are likely to have that as a side effect also likely to struggle with their weight even before the medication, or is there no relationship between those two?
2: Not necessarily. And again, this is data by anecdote, but you will encounter people who went an entire lifetime without an issue with obesity, and then the doctor prescribed this or that for a good reason but suddenly they find that they've gained weight and they say, gosh, doc, I, I, I really can't tolerate this drug because all this weight is really a problem for me.
1: Right. And for many of these drugs, there are alternatives in the same class of medication that might be less likely to cause weight gain. And if there was any good news in this report, it was that doctors do seem to be shifting away from drugs that can cause weight gain, especially for the treatment of diabetes and depression. And I'm guessing that this might just be due to the availability of newer drugs that don't have that side effect. Am I correct there?
2: So in the area of antidepressants, I think the shift away from drugs that can cause weight gain has come largely from the awareness that the wrong drug prescribed to the wrong person can be quite a problem from the standpoint of weight gain. And this has gotten a lot of attention and so, uh so... Prescriber and patient education has played a big role here. In diabetes, there's been a real shift toward favoring drugs that, rather than causing weight gain, cause people to perhaps even lose a little bit of weight. Uh, SGLT2 inhibitors like Jardians are pretty much weight neutral or cause modest amounts of weight loss the uh, GLP-1 agonists like uh, Victoza and now Ozempic, can cause significant amounts of, of weight loss And this is a good thing because excess weight and obesity is a real complicating factor for diabetes. It never made sense to me as a pharmacist why we were prescribing all these drugs that cause weight gain when weight gain causes diabetes to be more of a problem. I found myself scratching my head when I started digging into this field and thinking, you know, why are people so oblivious to the problem of weight gain with anti-diabetic medications?
1: Well, it may have been that for a while there, we didn't have these newer next generation options. And so this is definitely a positive development in the treatment of diabetes.
2: I think that's true. And I also think there's this historical idea about weight and obesity that says, you know, really it's on the patient. Uh, weight is determined by what people eat and how much they move. And if they gain some weight, even even if a med was known to cause people to gain weight, that's nothing that a little bit of... Uh, personal willpower and determination can't overcome. And uh, the understanding of obesity has changed a lot since then. People understand that it is more of a matter of biology, not choice. <music>
0: Offer subject to change, valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.
1: So, we still do have some drugs that are being prescribed despite the fact that they are known to cause weight gain. So, I'm guessing that in some cases, maybe they work better or have some other advantage that the doctor is weighing against that risk factor.
2: Well, historically, antipsychotics, for example, have been quite a problem. I mean, there are some pretty effective antipsychotic meds uh, that really cause a, a troubling amount of weight gain. And that presents the, the physician with a real challenge to weigh the, the urgent need for these medicines against the distressing side effect of weight gain of these medicines. And we're talking about people gaining 50, 60 pounds. And you have a patient that uh, might not be all that enthusiastic about taking these antipsychotic meds in the first place, seeing that they gain weight, and they say, Doc, I'm just not going to keep taking this. Uh, It's a really tough challenge. In that study that you referred to, they noted a trend toward more prescribing of anti-seizure medications that caused weight gain, and that's because there are some new agents in this category that do cause weight gain, and they do offer important gains in efficacy that lead people to think, uh, you know, this patient really needs this despite the liability of weight gain.
1: Yeah. Well, with any medication, there's often a trade-off between the the result that you're trying to get and whatever the side effects may be, but it it certainly is a difficult position to put doctors and patients in where they have to trade one serious health concern for another potentially equally serious health concern. You bet. Do you suspect that when doctors are prescribing these medications that they're, that they're not as aware of that particular side effect, or perhaps they may not see them as important? They're, they're focused on the primary problem and maybe not as focused on these other side effects? I'm of course asking you to read minds here, but what do you think?
2: Yeah. Well, that's a really smart question. And I'll answer it to start by saying generalizations are so dangerous. However, my experience in this field tells me that many healthcare providers falsely assume that weight gain is not their problem. They put it Mm. on the patient or they might not even take obesity all that seriously, looking at it as a lifestyle problem. And they just don't think too hard about weight gain as a liability of a drug. They think about weight gain as being something that a patient does to themselves. It's a, it's a generalized uh, assumption that's false. It's becoming less common, but it's still very, very common.
1: And you make a great point about if that weight gain is Troubling to the patient, you run the risk that the patient becomes noncompliant and, and doesn't, isn't willing to take their medication. And that can have serious consequences. So if for no other reason, that would be a good reason for these docs to take this seriously.
2: That's exactly right.
1: So obviously anybody should ask their doctor before adjusting or switching a medication. This isn't something that we want to tackle on our own, but For listeners who have noticed weight gain with the medication, perhaps they've even gone to their doctor with this as a concern. And for whatever reason, this is as good as they can get it right now. What advice do we have for these people in how to uh, cope with this situation? Whether that's lifestyle advice or mindset advice, what, how do you counsel people that are in that tough spot?
2: First of all, you really need to think about and ask yourself hard if uh, you're getting patient-centered care. So are you working with a provider who is really working with you as someone who has a vote in this? Is your provider actually uh, practicing the principle of shared decision-making? And that's very, very important. Some providers do, some providers don't, Unfortunately, best practice is that shared decision-making, and this is an area where it's especially important. But if you satisfy yourself that that you've got a provider that really is taking you seriously, listening to you, uh, well, then you don't have to think about, you know, do I need another provider? Uh, but it is worth considering if, uh, you know, if your provider really is taking you seriously, whether or not uh, you should be coordinating care with someone who has expertise in in obesity medicine, that understands the physiology of obesity. You can have a psychiatrist that really understands uh, the depression or the uh, uh, other, other disorders that you're dealing with, but doesn't necessarily understand the physiology of obesity. And by working together with a provider who does, it gives you the best chance that you can get to an optimal outcome for both conditions, both the, the the weight that can affect your health and the primary indication for using these drugs.
1: That's great advice that we can build a team of people that might be able to coordinate care so that we don't have to trade improvement in one condition for a worsening or creation of a new condition.
2: Absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if you are looking for help with the nutritional aspect of weight gain, you really should be talking to a registered dietitian who knows their stuff.
1: And there's the all important behavioral aspects of this too. You know, it really is a multidimensional endeavor for us to take care of our health uh, and navigate these these thorny issues, I want to thank you so much for sharing your insight and your expertise with you, Ted. This was really very helpful.
2: Thank you, Monica. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you.
1: Ted Kyle has a wonderful blog and daily newsletter that I look forward to reading every morning. You can find that and subscribe to his newsletter on his website at consciencehealth.org, And of course, we'll have a link to that in our show notes, which are at QuickAndDirtyTips.com. And for more support on that all-important behavioral aspect of weight management, please check out the resources that we've put together at wayless.life. The Nutrition Diva podcast is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Nathan Semmes with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller and our marketing and a publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. This is Monica Reinagle. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.